Welcome to Life as a Spiritual Soup podcast with your host, Juliana Raymond. Join me to explore a variety of diverse topics designed to inform, educate, and empower you through your life journey. Welcome to the latest Life as a Spiritual Soup podcast. I've got an interesting program for you today that just might cause you to reflect on your life activities that may be compromising your being able to experience a life less complicated. Some of this material comes from a workshop I present on what's toxic in your life. If you're able to write down your thoughts as we pursue some exercises, gather some paper and pen. If you're listening and unable to write down responses, do your best to reflect upon your responses to the questions posed. The answers might reveal some compromising detail that you will want to address. I'm going to explore with you some daily interactions that might be contributing to your life stress. It's often daily interactions we become so complacent about that may ultimately be disrupting your optimal living experience. During the program, I'm going to revisit any relationship interactions that could be compromising your life and help you understand why it is important to distance yourself from disruptive energies that can compromise your energy systems. The world is undergoing tremendous change. And as the earth is experiencing its own transformation, so are the inhabitants upon her. In coordination with the earth's monumental shift, anything no longer complementing your optimal life expression is being brought to your attention to undergo beneficial change. In order to identify areas within your individual lifestyle that may be potential hazards to your overall well-being, what's toxic in your life has been designed to reveal areas which may need adjustment. The information is designed to provide you with an awareness of potential toxic filters that because you've become so absorbed in your daily routines may have been overlooked. Why is it important to be aware of imbalance? The byproduct of our overtoxic system is physical distress. There are many contributors, but when stress reaches an acute level, it has the potential to create life-threatening disease. It would be best to address disruptive life issues before they escalate into life-threatening situations. If you are experiencing physical discomfort, emotional meltdown, relationship compromise, or an assortment of unpleasant life challenges, these warning signs are presenting for your awareness and resolution. Toxic components can manifest from emotional debris that has been accumulating since childhood. It can come from a collection of negative attitudes. It can be absorbed through toxic relationships. It can be the result of stressful work environments. Imbalance can come from toxic exposure to your surroundings or environmental stimuli. While it may appear external forces are responsible, it is your own subconscious desire putting action in motion. How easily you navigate pending change 
is determined by how easily you're able to discard negative presenting patterns. Embrace the change that awaits and begin to experience your life as it was intended to be experienced. For a moment, I'd like you to consider these toxic contributors. Toxic contributors can arise from external observation to offensive events, environmental exposure to latent weather patterns, residual energy in the surrounding land, emotional responses to your observation, or any number of uncomplimentary relationship encounters or involvement in any life challenge. Has anyone observed any number of troubling scenarios of late designed to trigger complicated, delicate emotional sensors? Our exposure to world events, fear triggers, anger, violence, all become contributors to how you absorb your external world. How you observe your external world will represent how you live your life. A childhood foundation void of love, one reviewed with the repetitive negative programming from any variety of sources, such as exposure to war, poverty, hatred, will distort your memory from early childhood and leave a lasting impression on your emotional memory. Broadcast media is exceptionally adept in creating sensationalistic mayhem, providing an impression of hostile and unsafe environment. Media creations can create a flight or fright response instead of a calm resolve and practical application. Emotional overload can create high blood pressure and an emotional picture that settles in your body that the world is an unfriendly environment to be in. Just as an example, I'm sure by now all are aware of how troubled our economy seems. I don't mean to make light of the situation either as many have reduced their spending and may genuinely be financially compromised. But what part of a media frenzy has contributed to our financial mess? As a collective body of thought, we have bought into the offensive forecast that we are in crisis. But as a collective body, we can apply the necessary change to reverse the toxic presentation. Thoughts are preliminary actions that become the catalyst for change. I'm not suggesting that we should ignore the daily account of current events, but I am suggesting that we react less to the latest report of doom and gloom and redirect the offensive alert to present a more favorable outcome. It is far healthier to be informed of current events and become far less reactive to them. If we lend our emotional reaction to generating panic, the energy exertion becomes an amplifier to the collective conflict. We can project a far more positive outcome by our thoughts and create a totally different scenario. Our thoughts create the reality of our living encounters, and this is important. The magnitude of any reaction is generated by our emotional reaction. We can either lessen the effects of any event by controlling or balancing our emotional reaction, or accentuate the outcome by tapping into an undercurrent of fear, thus enhancing an undesirable outcome. Let's look at relationships. While there are many contributors to the toxic field, remaining in a toxic relationship could significantly disrupt your energy field. Relationship issues can develop from family interactions, romantic involvement, through work exposure, especially if you work with some contentious employees or an overbearing boss. 
And let's not overlook the most memorable encounters with those individuals who are our chosen companions, be it spouse, significant other, or trusted friend. The main reason these relationships are so challenging is that they represent the core issues of our life experience and reflect either a love factor or the lack of it. When love is entangled with any compromising scenario, it leaves emotional scars that can take lifetimes to resolve. Let's try a mini exercise and look at how your body recognizes a toxic factor. If you're able to write down your response, gather your pen and paper. If not, just make a mental note on how you might react to a toxic factor. An intrusive factor will be the first indicator of an uncomplimentary energy imbalance. An instant trigger might appear as a spontaneous headache. You might even experience a sharp jab or spontaneous nausea or stomach upset. Another indicator is an instantaneous angered outburst. Note if you've ever taken a submissive response or for that matter, a defensive one or you just might experience spontaneous fatigue or energy depletion. In this case, you've just become an energy picnic from another energy source whose own energy had been weakened, thus the need to borrow some from you. Unbeknownst to you, many of us are empathic, absorbing and discharging the energies we're exposed to on any routine daily encounter. Now you've identified how your body generally responds to an uncomplimentary energy exposure. Let's look at how you can determine the source of the offensive trigger. If you're able to, continue to write down your responses. In this exercise, I want you to identify what causes a response. Write down as many insulting influences that come to mind. The first consideration that pops up may be the most offensive. This could be some irritating annoyance from Aunt Nellie or Uncle Bob, or an obnoxious habit, a condescending repetitive remark, or just a feeling when you're in the energy of someone your energy field is incompatible with. Note where there is a consistent repetitive pattern. List five or so irritants, you can add more to this experience at a later date, as you continue to fine-tune and polish your new character reflection. Take a moment now. Consider the five toxic factors. And of course, there may be more. When you experience any spontaneous reaction that is out of balance with what is hopefully your harmonious design, trace your exposure back until you identify the source. Once you have identified the source of the irritant, you can take steps to eliminate exposure. Here are some additional disruptive scenarios that may assist in helping you identify an area of toxic involvement. Consider for a moment any recurring patterns, a persistent health concern, a negative response to anything. Identify and become aware of any fear trigger. Write down any self-limiting behavior. Be honest, it can be life-changing. Consider strong and unusual reaction to anything. And by now you should be becoming aware of some areas in your life that need adjustment. And by the way, these exercises are not meant to deflate your character, but to empower you to notice where you can eliminate 
and then improve your lifestyle. We're going to consider relationships. The following exercise will help you identify potential relationship triggers. Look for emotional triggers that represent intolerable annoyances, those that invoke an instantaneous angered response or a personality that just otherwise drives you nuts. The first relationship we'll look at is the romantic relationship. Try to avoid individuals that engage in toxic behavior that may include ridicule, negative thinking, constant shouting, irrational, controlling, manipulative, or obsessive behavior. Seek individuals who possess a positive life focus, who are enthusiastic and seem to possess that I-think-I-can attitude, even if life obstacles seem to be present. Try to partner with individuals who seek shared and balanced relationships, relationships that are founded on mutual respect and shared interaction. Try not to interact in relationships based on material acquisition, strictly physical appearance, or unmatched chemical attraction. While a romantic partnership may initially be intriguing, it may soon lose its attraction when you discover it is based solely on surface value. I'm now going to turn your focus to family relationships. And oh boy, these can be complicated. I'm going to present some scenarios that might seem familiar to your family lifestyles. Let's discuss the topic of abuse. Abuse comes in many forms. It can be verbal, physical, or it can be observed. Abuse in any form can never be tolerated. While an adult can make a conscious choice to remove themselves from an offensive individual, it is far more complicated for a child to understand the complications of conflict. If you are the guardian or parent of a child experiencing abuse, you should make attempts to protect the child from continued exposure. When dealing with family members who may at times drive you crazy, try to accept them for who they are, agree to disagree with their presenting dilemma, and when confronted, try to leave the room, hang up the phone, and allow them to disconnect from whatever inciting trigger they are dealing with. This will prevent you from becoming absorbed in the interaction that may be their issue and not yours. Let's talk about raising an unruly child. As a parent, we would do almost anything for our children. But if you're dealing with an unruly child, distancing yourself from complicated behavior patterns can be difficult. Disruptive behavior should be addressed promptly, requiring ample doses of assertiveness and understanding. If possible, allow the child time out to deal with their individual emotions. If the activity is totally unacceptable, this too must be stated. If you are dealing with the emotional growth of an evolving teen, you know their learning curve can often have steep consequences. It is always wisest to disconnect from the desire to fix or control the situation unless you feel your teen has unjustly been compromised. In difficult family challenges, tough love may be necessary. You must honor your well-being first before you can assist another. If your child is abusive, you must distance yourself from the abuse. 
Dealing with the well-being of a child in any family situation is obviously a highly emotional issue, unique to each family dynamic. But do your best not to allow the emotion to drain you of your health and minimize the toxic involvement without compromising your unique situation. Next on our agenda, we're going to explore sibling rivalry. If you experience sibling rivalry, it is always best to accept your differing characteristics. Try to be respectful of the issues confronting both of you, but when compromise isn't possible, it is best to detach from the inciting catalyst. This may eventually lead to your distancing yourself from the family association when old enough to make that determination. The separation may only be momentary, as wisdom may ultimately prevail. Large doses of patience can always be beneficial. In my workshop, I incorporate a relationship worksheet that helps you identify first the triggering individuals, and this might be plural, next identifying your reaction, attaching your emotional response to the individual trigger, and finally, if you can seek a resolution, write down what that might be. I know this can be an extended exercise, but just for a moment for your consideration, sense how you would react to your life partner, your child, your parent, an extended family member, a friend, a neighbor, a sibling, your boss, a coworker, and the actual duty that you perform as a job. Since we left with the job you perform and how you react to that position, now let's look at the relationship to the contributing factors that surround your endeavors. First, you should seek employment in the company of individuals who enjoy their work, where the employer is respectful of their employees and where the working environment is generally overall pleasant and complimentary. Avoid employment where there is bickering, jealousy, inferiority markers, my work is better than your work syndrome, where the working environment is environmentally toxic, toxic fumes, hazardous waste, unsafe or environmentally unfriendly, or where the employer is indifferent or disrespectful to the individuals who are employed by the organization. Now I want you to consider how you react when asked about your employer. What are your feelings? How do you like your employer? Your job? The place of employment? A co-worker? Multiple co-workers? The environment in which you work within? And your overall job desirability? These will become important factors to analyze to determine how you react to the complementing or uncomplementary interaction with your job and employee environment. The next exercise I want to explore is that of your surrounding environment. I'm including in this scenario weather patterns that may warn of pending danger. You may wish to be close to family or familiar childhood environments, but weather patterns are changing. Living in a reactive zone may prompt relocation. You may live near electric towers whose energy grid may interfere with your magnetic vibration. 
you'll notice that animals avoid these areas. It is more advisable to choose a location that is not located near a toxic waste dump, sewage, or water treatment facility, landfill, or other toxic site. Avoid areas that are cluttered, near repeated storm centers, defoliated or low-lying valleys that have flood potential. I want you to consider the following. What is my environment like? Do I like the state, the county, or neighborhood I live in? How close am I to my desired job? How close am I to schools, to shopping? Am I a nature fanatic, a mountain person, a shore person, or perhaps a desert person residing in and near a dry climate? It should come as no surprise that unless you enjoy the visitation from past living souls, you may not wish to live near any burial site, nor might you desire to live on any premises or location where serious conflict occurred. Waste sites, flood zones, electric corridors all represent risky environments. I'm going to present you with a brief overview of some lifestyle changes you might wish to adjust. We all develop daily routines, but some may be contributing factors to a lifestyle that is less supportive than it should be. For example, you may spend countless hours watching television instead of participating in a stimulating program, spending time in nature, if you're able to, perhaps taking a walk, reading something stimulating, meditating, or just taking time to indulge in yourself. Do your daily habits include smoking or alcohol intake? What does your living space look like? Is there plenty of light filtering through your home? Are the colors on the walls bright and cheerful? Or is your space dark and cluttered? What foods do you consume? Is your diet balanced or does it need improvement? It might be helpful to document daily consumption of foods, including herbs, sugars, spices, coffee, tea, or other beverage intake, as well as the amount of meat, starch, and vegetables that might be consumed. Here's the Toxic Lifestyle Report and how this compromises your life. Exposure to toxic life patterns left unchecked over an extended period of time create many undesired health and living concerns. Be aware of life patterns. Doing your best to eliminate the uncomplimentary ones or at least balance them to the best of your ability. Here's the reality check of your short-term toxic overload. Stress. Negative thought patterns that create a negative reaction. Lifestyle disruption, how you perceive your daily living. Short-term illness. How often does this occur? Long-term results. Chronic disease. Compromised living. It's always best to correct an imbalance while the effects can be reversed than to continue to subject yourself to toxic exposure. While we've spent a good deal of time looking at toxic exposures and elements in our lives that may need to be adjusted, Let's look at some life-balancing techniques. Utilizing any number of energy modalities, lifestyle adjustments, and meditation will help to balance and recalibrate exhausted energy systems. 
It is no wonder in today's modern environment that so many toxic filters can present throughout your living space. By incorporating simple energy tools into your daily routine can reduce emotional stress and help align your life navigation to be one less compromised. Consider some of these techniques. I call this an instant energy generator. This technique can be done anywhere, at any time, and no one will know that you're doing it. Take three deep clearing breaths in through your nose, exhaling through your mouth, each time becoming more relaxed. Using creative imagery, envision yourself as a tree. Extend your branches high into the heavens and send your roots deep into the earth's core. In the earth's core, there would be a personal crystal that you could identify. And this will be lighting your way. Tie your roots around the energy of this crystal and bring this light back up through your core. Any time spent in nature will renew your energy force. There are other natural tools that can also be used in cleansing techniques. Sage. The use of white sage or sweet grass has been used by Native Americans for years as a cleansing tool. The sage is lit and the smoke is used to purify the energy of the space. This could be an outdoor area, a room, a house, or a person. Sea salt. If an energy intrusion is suspected or if protection of a land parcel, house, or space is desired, a pinch of sea salt placed in the four corners of the area will neutralize a negative energy intrusion. Obsidian crystal. This crystal deflects not only negative energy, but the negative ions projected through computer or electronic screens. This is not usually worn as jewelry. The crystal can be placed in front of a computer screen or electronic device to neutralize the ionic projection. Let's talk about some short-term techniques. Either remove the offensive element from your life, move away from it, or energetically disconnect from it completely. You are the co-creator of your journey. Change your thought. Change your life. Change your experience. Change your life. Give the offensive energy to the creative source, God if you like or whatever identification you place upon your creative designer. You are a co-creator of your physical journey with the God Force, here to assist you, but you must ask for assistance. Long-term techniques. Meditation is an incredible tool to help you identify and resolve any life imbalance. Prayer is the meditation amplifier. It is a supplication for resolve. One person is a powerful ally, but when two or more voices in unison offer solicitation for the same resolve, the request is amplified significantly. No one should diminish the power of thought. Whatever the projection of the thought will determine the direction of your experience. Positive focus thought will generate positive interaction. Negative projections can only magnetize those undesired life events into your reality. Water is an energetic cleanser and should be ingested daily. 
The recommended consumption of filtered purified water is 32 ounces daily. The introduction of lemon, if this is compatible with your personal energy, will act as a physical toxic cleanser. Diet is a reflection of your energetic composition. Your optimal diet should consist of a good balance of fruits, vegetables, and proteins, limited consumption of alcohol, elimination of tobacco products, reduced sugar consumption, and if you have a gluten sensitivity, try to reduce or eliminate gluten products. It is best to consume free-range animal products if affordable and homegrown garden products free of pesticides or growth stimulants to provide the best ingredients for a healthy body. Removing yourself from toxic contributors will enhance your journey. Confronting emotional memories and releasing them as limiting beliefs will alter your life experience. Becoming a loving individual will supercharge your energy and insulate you from unwanted negative experiences. Most of all, begin to create the type of life you'd like to experience, eliminating those relationships that are no longer compatible with your living desires. I hope you've enjoyed this exercise of Life is a Spiritual Sue. And join us for our next podcast when we will present another insightful program. Bye for now and have a wonderful couple of weeks before I meet you again.